Hey, Drive Time, welcome back. Uh, this week, we are joined by Pastor Josh Delaney. Uh, for those of you with kids at uh, Cape Christian, then you're familiar with Josh. Uh, those of you who aren't, Josh is a second-time speaker here on Drive Time, and uh, he's coming to us with just a, a, a great word. This one's going to be quick, but it's going to hit you. So, Josh, welcome to the, welcome back to Drive Time, and thanks for being here. Hey, Dave, thanks again for having me here, and uh, what's up to all the fellas who are tuning in? Glad to be with you guys today, but hey, before we dig in, anything, what's this I hear about a fantasy football league going on? Like, I've seen some signups opened up, and like, how am I going to get in on this? Because I'm a pretty competitive dude, and, uh, and yeah, like, give me some details, man. Well, okay. So when I think fantasy football, I think Josh Delaney. I mean, it's, it's like, they're like hand in hand. Um, <laughs> um, no. So yeah, the uh, Cape men sponsoring a uh, we're, we're running a fantasy football league uh, signups are open right now. And um, you can either go to the uh, Cape men Facebook page, or you can get information on the, uh, uh, at the connection desk at, uh, you know, really, uh, through the QR codes that are, are posted up around, uh, uh, a couple of places at church. Um, but it's just going to be a good time. We're going to do a draft night, lots of food, hanging out. Uh, and we're also going to do a Super Bowl party where, uh, we're giving away the prizes and I'm telling you, uh, I'm going to have to tell you when we're done recording uh, what the grand prize is, but I'm going to tell okay. you it's ridiculous. Uh, I get some behind the scenes details. Sorry, fellas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but I'll, I'll let you know here in a minute what that is. I don't want to unveil it just yet, but uh, yeah. So any of the guys watching too, they should definitely uh, hop on there. Uh, it's $20 to, to get into the league and trust me, the prizes are, are, are going to far exceed that. So. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, y'all better watch out. I'm a Phillies fan, Philadelphia Eagles fan. So uh, all the Dolphins around here get used to losing, but I guess you kind of are. So that's all right. <laughs> uh, sorry. It, it's, it's in me. It's in me. All right. I'll let it, go. I'll let it go. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully these guys sign up and, uh, uh, you know, ready for more trash talk. That's where I'm at. So. I like it. That's, that's really what this is. It's, it's a, a, a church sponsored trash talking event disguised as a fantasy football league. Um, Sweet. So, you know, it's, it's trash talks, a love language too. Oh, well, yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. So uh, again, thanks for being here. Uh, and we'll, we'll put the train back on the tracks now. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, whenever we met up to talk about this, I've got some stuff going on in my personal life that I just want to kind of be vulnerable about today. And so um, hopefully whatever, whatever we're talking about, um, not whatever, I know what we're talking about, but whatever comes up in conversation today. Um, I mean, hopefully it gets us kind of scratching our heads and thinking, um, you know, is this truth relevant to my life um, is kind of the goal today. So uh, if it is great, if not, then that's not a bad thing. It's just um, something to kind of think about um, because we're just going to end on a question today. And I really want us to, to kind of focus in on is this question that I'm going to ask in a little bit, um, is this relevant to my life? Is this true about my life? Um, if, it, if it's not, 
that's okay. But, you know, let's just help evaluate that with each other and, and uh, uh, get a little thought provoking. So, um, man, I can say, I can say with uh, a little bit of confidence that throughout uh, my, my brief 25 year existence on the earth, um, it's been pretty good. I mean, I don't have a lot to complain about. I, um, I, I have a group, I have a good family. I have an amazing wife. I love my job. I love my church. Um, you know, I get to do a lot of really cool things. I'm, I'm honored to be able to work with, uh, people like your kids and, and kids of the people who are, um, you know, on this, uh, viewing this today. Um, it's one of my favorite things in the world is showing up on the weekend and just trying to guess what kids are going to say. Cause, um, there's no, there's no telling what's going to come out of their mouth. <laughs> um, it's random, but, um, but man, there are times, and I think it, it, it can, the truth can be said about both things for everybody is that, um, well, it's kind of easy sometimes to identify, oh man, the really good stuff that's going on, the fun and the exciting and the, the things that we're attracted to, to, to looking at and, and focusing most of our attention on, uh, versus the stuff that happens that we are not so proud of and things that we're not so fond of in our lives. And the truth is both of those things kind of happen almost synonymously. We can say that things are going really good and things are going, um, for instance, so I've got a little bit of a family thing going on. I've had for the last few weeks. Uh, I've got a family member, uh, real close. Um, you know, we've, uh, just throughout our relationship since, you know, I was born, um, this person's meant a lot to me and we've had a really close, close relationship. And, uh, last year in 2020, they were diagnosed with cancer. Um, and so that was, uh, that's always a scary word just cause you know, there's, there's no certainty there with anything and they try treatments and all that stuff. And, um, but things started looking up, uh, this, this person went into remission and things were going really well for him. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, just a couple of months ago, get a phone call from his, um, urologist that he had uh, stage four cancer, just kind of everywhere. Um, it went from just being in his colon to now it's in his colon and liver and lungs and, it's just everywhere. And, um, this, I, and again, this is a current thing that I'm dealing with and, um, it's hard. It's not, um, the conversations that I'm having to have with different people, this person included, uh, are not the easiest conversations to have in the world. Um, because you're talking about potential end stages of life and all kinds of stuff. Um, and the real reason I bring this up today is because I really felt like, in the last couple of weeks, I really feel like I heard God say to me, um, if, if things get better or if miraculously a healing takes place, am I still enough? Or if things don't get better, if no healing takes place and this person does pass away, am I still enough? And I'm not gonna lie in the moment, that's a hard question to answer. Because while I want to say yes, the selfish part of me is going to feel really sad when this person does go. Um, and it's going to be hard because this is someone who's meant so much to me throughout my entire life. And um, I bring that up because I think a lot of us can say honestly that it's easier whenever we can identify what's going good in our lives to be like, oh, man, God is, is my provider. He is more than enough. He takes care of me. He takes care of my family. He takes care of my finances. I can trust him no matter what. And I think that's, that, that, that is true, but I just think it's a little easier to say in those moments and where it's more difficult to say, but doesn't make it any less true is in the times of our lives where things aren't going the way that we wish they were, where our family is not 
um, operate the way we wish it was, or, or our job sucks, or our bank account is a little bit, uh, you know, the number's a little smaller than we wish it was. Um, whatever it is, it, just, it doesn't make it untrue that God is enough. It just makes it more difficult to say. And when I was thinking about this for today, I was kind of reminded of the story of Abraham. You know, Abraham, uh, for those of you who, who are unfamiliar with the story, um, Abraham was, uh, he was one of God's first, you know, chosen people to uh, bless many nations. That was kind of the promise that um, he was, he was given that he would be a father to many, many people. And those people would go on to bless nations for uh, throughout history. And um, he was told that at an old age, he would be able to father a son. And he did. Um, there was some kind of, you know, it got a little uh, uh, reality TV show there for a little bit, but it kind of we fast forward far enough. And he did have a son with his wife, Sarah. And um, through that son was supposed to be the fulfillment of this promise that God gave to Abraham. Well, one day Abraham is uh, visit has a visit from God and, or, and says, Hey, I want you to, to prove to me that you trust me. I want you to prove to me that uh, you and I are good. So I want you to, instead of sacrificing an animal, I want you to sacrifice your son, Isaac. Um, now, culturally, obviously none of us are going to ever be asked to do that. Um, that's not, um, that's not a common thing. Thank God uh, for us to have to deal with. Um, but still you can kind of feel the way of just imagining you're a dad and your son who you care very much about. And you're basically being told, this is the promise I, I gave you. And I want to see, will you trust me enough to give it to me? Um, it's really the, the question that God asked Abraham. And so Abraham uh, does what I would assume is the most difficult task of any father in human history ever, takes his son with him up a mountain and prepares a sacrifice for him. And uh, when he goes and he, and he takes his blade, he ties up his son, he puts him on top of the altar uh, and he's preparing to, to offer his son to God. Uh, that's when a voice is heard by Abraham calling out to him and, and, and through his faithfulness, through the trust, instead of um, killing his own son and offering him to God, um, through his faithfulness, God provided a ram uh, in the thicket and it was caught up by his horns. And that's what they sacrificed and they gave to God. Now, I, I look at that for a second from the perspective of a son. I'm like, I would have a really hard time trusting my dad after that. <laughs> like, I'm never going with you to sacrifice the animal again. No way. <laughs> but it's funny if you read the text going up to that moment when Isaac's walking up the hill with him, he's like, God, where is the animal for sacrifice? Cause he knew he's like, I've done this to you before. We usually have an animal or we bring something with us that we're going to sacrifice to God. Where is it? And Abraham's response was God will provide the sacrifice. And he did. Um, now God provided Isaac, which in Abraham's mind at that point was the sacrifice, but he also provided the, the replacement sacrifice for him on, on the top of the hill. And I, I can't imagine a more difficult task. I can't imagine a more difficult ask. But I think Abraham somewhere knew along the way, um, based on the life that he had lived up to that point, that God had, has been enough leading up to this point and provided for us. Um, even though this is the most difficult thing I've ever had to face, God is still enough. If I have to give away this promise that he gave me, he is still enough. And he was. That's why it says here in Genesis 22, verse 14, um, after all this took place, Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. Um, and it's, that's what they, he called that mountaintop. And really, I just want to ask that question to us today. 
when your life is going good and when everything's on the up and up, everything is tra- tracking up and to the right and everything's positive, um, is God still enough? Can you still put that life in God's hands? Because sometimes we trust that life more than we trust God's hands. We're like, no, I got under control. My finances are great. My family's doing great. Everything's everything's kosher. Everything's perfect, exactly the way it needs to be. I have no complaints. Life's awesome. Is God still enough, though? Is God still enough in that moment for you to step away from those things and be like, man, I, I still need to have a good relationship with him. I still need to spend time with him every day. And the, the, the same is true for the moments in life where we kind of have an Abraham moment where, um, you know, you, there's a family sickness or your finances are down or something is not going the way you expected. Something in your mind had a specific expectation and it's not going the way you wanted, whatever that is job, finances, family life, whatever, can God still be enough? And personally, I'll be honest with you, that's the question I'm, I'm wrestling with right now. Not that I don't think God could be enough. It's just harder to answer yes. Because if this person in my life is to go, then I have to trust that God is enough for me. And there's certain things that I wish would take place between now and that moment that I don't have any control over. Um, if they were to happen can God be enough? The answer is yes, absolutely. But if, the, if they weren't to happen, if those things that I, I have expectations in my mind of certain conversations I want to have with that person or certain experiences I want to take that person on and um, different things that I, I would love to happen between now and that moment, if I can't do any of those things, if I can't live up to that expectation, if all that falls before me, can God really be enough? And if the answer is yes, that you feel like you can strongly agree with that. Yeah, then absolutely. Like I, I agree with that. That's awesome. If that's something that you're kind of running through your head right now, like, man, I don't know if I, I can say that without a doubt or even with my doubt. I don't know if I could say that that's okay too. But my encouragement to you is wrestle with that for a little bit and, and, and really scratch your head and think, can I, whether my life is good or bad, put it in God's hands and realize that he is enough. So that's my question for you guys today. And that's good. Um, and like you said, it's not always the easiest question. Um, so, all right, let me ask you from a, a, like really the, the, the nuts and bolts of it. Like if, if I'm a guy and I'm watching this and I kind of trip over that same spot, like, well, wait a minute. It, you know, if, if my, you know, mom gets sick, sick and passes away. If my uh, spouse walks away from me, if something tragic happens to one of my kids is God enough. If in that moment, I'm like, man, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, what, what do you recommend I should do? Like, where do I go? What do I, what do I lean into at that point? If, if my desire is like, you're saying like, I, yeah, I want God to be enough in that. Like, how do I get there? What's, yeah. what's the next step? Well, I want to start by saying this. If that is your response, that doesn't make you a bad person. Um, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're less than someone else who you know is agreeable to that statement. Um, you know, sometimes we're in a lot more difficult situations than others, and that's okay. Not that we're comparing or saying, well, my life's harder than yours, or you don't know what I've been through, and that's not necessarily a healthy conversation um, to have with somebody, but also 
um, from that perspective, us guys, I think where we trip up is um, we kind of play this comparison model. And I think it's a little bit the, the, the competitive side of us a little bit, which is, you know, that's a, that's a healthy thing in some areas. This area, I think, would not be a, a healthy thing to have competition in. And, and here's why. If I'm one of those guys, what I really, what I would really want is to have one, maybe two trusted friends I could talk to. Be like, hey, man, um, I'm really struggling with this. You know, I don't know why I go home and my wife refuses to have sex with me. Um, like, let's, you know, or I, I don't know why I go home and um, my kids are acting a fool or whatever the case may be. And there's kind of this like unspoken rule that like, we just don't talk about those things to one another, or we don't open up to those things about those things to one another. So it's kind of a both, it's kind of a practical application for both parties. If you're someone who is a trusted person that someone wants to talk to you about these things, then that's, you know, that's great that someone trusts you at that level. Let's honor that and respect that um, and give that person some space to open up about it. Cause that takes, that's hard. That's, that takes a lot, especially for a guy to open up about what they're feeling and struggling with. Um, and if you are one of those people, it's like, man, I, I am stumbling over that right now because I want God to be enough. I just don't think I can answer that question with a yes. Um, I would really encourage that don't, don't wrestle with that by yourself. Um, I would say your next step is to at least ask a friend or someone that you trust, maybe not someone who's dealing with the exact same thing you're dealing with because of the whole misery loves company. You'll end up just kind of swimming in your own sadness or struggle or whatever it is, but find someone who maybe has dealt with some of those things and is not going to shame you for it. But even if you can't come up with a solution or if no solutions given to you just to have someone to talk to and to get off of your chest. Um, I mean, it, it, it works. It, it works wonders for your self-conscious, even just to sit in a room with somebody and go, um, hey, man, I'm really struggling with this. Here it is. Here's here's the emotion I'm dealing with right now. I don't have a safer space than this to talk about it. Um, and, and and I'll be honest, I, I do that with Corey. <laughs> um, I mean, if anyone who goes to church at Cape Christian, you know, Pastor Corey, I sit in his office once a month and, um, and we just have a one-on-one -on -one and we chat. And one of the biggest things, um, one of the biggest reasons I value that time is because usually about the first 20 minutes, he just says, hey, man, how are you doing? How, how is things going on in your life? And it gives me a little bit of time to let someone I look up to know, Hey, this is kind of where I'm at. And I, you know, that's there, not that everything gets solved in that 20 minutes of, of, you know, lamenting about something, but, um, but it's healthy, man. It's healthy. And, uh, the only other thing I would say other than talking to someone you trust is write it down. Um, almost in the form of like a letter to God that's what I've been doing lately personally. And it's working. It's, it's really been helping me kind of uh, shift my perspective a little bit on this situation I'm dealing with is I'll just open up my book or my journal and I'll just write down almost like a letter to God. Like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I wish I could trust you in this moment. This is how I can't trust you in this moment. Like, can just be brutally honest. Cause there's nothing that God, there's nothing you could write down or say to God that's too big for him to deal with. Um, so write it down, write a letter to him go back to that or write another one the next day. I mean, whatever it is, whatever it is you're dealing with, give it to, over to God. Even if the answer is no, God is bigger than that. No, those are my two, two practicals. Okay. So, well then guys, that's, that's the takeaway for the week. Um, it's to ask that question. It doesn't even have to be a hypothetical. Look at, look at your life as it is right now for the good, the bad, the messy, the imperfect, and the incredible. 
is God still enough? Is he enough to uh, be worthy of your worship? Is he still enough to sustain you through those unpleasant times? And really, that's the question is, is come up with your answer. And for those of you who, who feel like you can't fully answer that question right now in the way you would want to ask or the way you would want to answer, it's, it's time to reach out. It's time to reach out to God and it's time to reach around, reach out to your, your brothers around you. Um, just like, uh, pastor Josh said. So, um, Josh, uh, thank you for, uh, spending time with us again today. Uh, we appreciate your voice here on drive time. I appreciate your voice in uh, my daughter's life. And, uh, for those of us who have kids, uh, at Cape Christian, you know, we, we value what you do and we just want to say thank you for that. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And, uh, thank you guys for letting me have moments of your time. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> and, um, I uh, hope to see you all again soon, hopefully. Okay. Guys, we'll see you again next week for another episode of Drive Time.